Good evening, everyone. Hello. Good evening. Hello. 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 We are back. Two podcasts back. in a year. Hell yeah. Just to drop, mm-hmm. drop some beats. That's right. Because <laughs> tonight, yep. tonight, we dance. Children, we dance. No, we are discussing the importance of horror movie soundtracks and scores. Ooh, big absolutely. Topic. <laughs> it is. It's a big topic. Yes. Guys, how are you doing tonight? Pretty good. Pretty good. Good. Yeah. Good. Good. Have a good weekend. Yep. Got my synthesizer up. Yeah, I'm drained from dancing all night last night. Oh. To, mm-hmm. horror, to horror movie music. No, that's it was just pop music. <laughs> I was I was dancing to Depeche Mode all night. So. Oh. Yeah. Speaking speaking of uh electronic music. But it was at my friend's house with some glow sticks, you know. <laughs> <laughs> nice. True story. Oh, made rave. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm doing well to answer your question. How are you doing? Doing fine. Played some Dungeons and Dragons today. Cool. So doing this. I'm gonna go watch some Game of Thrones, so That's a nice, full dorky weekend. Nice I love it. Dorky yeah. Sunday, I like it. Pretty nerdy <laughs> Sunday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I was just going to say, yeah, this is uh, an awesome topic because horror movie son- soundtracks and scores are so important and they carry so much of the atmosphere and the tone. And sometimes that's way more important than whatever the story itself is actually even about. Yeah, some movies are their soundtrack. And in horror, probably more so than any other genre, I'd say. Mm-hmm. I don't oh, I mean, yeah. I'm. But I mean, they definitely like horror. If you grow up loving horror movies and you grow up loving the soundtracks, then they shape the type of music that you're going to like in the real world. That's just uh, a fact. Yes, absolutely. Look, we're getting ahead of ourselves. What oh, are we sorry. drinking? We always do. Yeah. Ira, what are you drinking? Uh, apparently, well, according to the can, uh, it's a blackberry cider uh, from the Avid Cider Company. Um, it's pretty good. Ooh. What are you drinking? I am drinking an East Boone Pilsner. From Boonshine Brewing Company. Ooh. Trying to get that sponsor. That's right. (laughs) Trying to get that sponsor for years. Chasing that sponsor. I'm actually (laughs) chasing a different one now. Oh, I was going to say. that They've moved into my neck of the woods. They're gentrifying is what they're doing. So, yeah. East Boon. Boo, gentrification. But yay, this brewing company. (laughs) Yay. A brewery near me. Jeff? Uh, Just whiskey in a jar. In a jarro? <laughs> in a jarro. In a jarro. Was that in a horror movie ever? Metallica in a horror movie. That's a good question. I mean, I, I don't know that they ever uh, gave a horror movie the ACDC uh, Maximum Overdrive treatment. Do you, you know. want to go ahead and sing Who Made Who for us? Oh, no, I'm good. You sing it later? <clears throat> Maybe. Keep drinking. Maybe. Do you want me to sing it? And then yes. you'll be forced to sing it better. <laughs> I'm just going to wait for an awkward Do it! Do it! We made you! We made you! (laughs) Stephen took a cane. Off to a solid start. Yep. Oh, yeah. Episode one, turds and nugs for further (laughs) maximum. (laughs) You know, that's pretty close to where we're all going to the beach this summer. We could do the maximum overdrive tour. Oh, yeah, man. Um, there probably isn't one, but we could figure it out. Where was that at, again? Wilmington, North Carolina. Nice. Where they also filmed... Um, Dawson's Creek, yes. Dawson's Creek, that's Blue right. Velvet, I thought you were going to say, because that's the better. 
And Kate. Wait, oh, seriously? They yeah. also filmed Blue Velvet? Oh, okay. Well, I was going to say, like, if, if Dawson's Creek and Maxwell didn't have an... had a crossover, that would be... <laughs> they got just... in a lot of trouble for Blue Velvet because they had Isabella Rodasolini, like, running down the street butt naked. And they cool with that there. And also, they didn't have any buildings tall enough, so they had to, like, shoot one at an angle to make it look tall, like it had a seventh floor. That's um hilarious. Also, like, I like the idea of, like, some some old fogies in North Kakalaki who are just hanging out, and they're like, one day you got a coked-up Stephen King driving a Green Goblin truck <laughs> down the neighbor down the neighborhood. Before you know it, you got a naked Isabella Rossellini. Yeah. Yeah. Fun town. Yeah, we should check it out. Take the tour. Yeah. All right. So. What are we talking about again? Who made who? <laughs> cool. <laughs> Tractor trailers. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, really, what would Maximum Overdrive be without that soundtrack? Like, think about that for a second. It would be somehow shittier. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> um, it was the perfect marriage of sound to visual, you know? ACDC was the only band that could have scored an entire soundtrack for a movie about trucks that come to life and kill people. And it's, it just goes to show how important um, music and sound design is to set atmosphere and uh, sell the story that you want to sell. Yeah. It's like Stephen King saw Flash Gordon and he was like, I want that, but I'm going to choose the bottom of the barrel ACDC band. <laughs> Sorry, but he, he couldn't get Queen, so he got ACDC. <laughs> Wait a minute. Well, just like... What's wrong uh, with ACDC? No, nothing. No, nothing's wrong with ACDC. It just is perfect for a, a soundtrack about uh, trucks that come to life and kill people from a coked-up director. I'm gonna go ahead and say that compared to Queen, they are not a good band. <laughs> Let's. I. I think we can all just go ahead and say that. Had say like ELO done the uh, soundtrack for uh, Maximum Overdrive, it would have been a much different movie. Yes, <laughs> very disturbing. <laughs> okay, so the history, music, and horror soundtracks. Let's just dive into it. Okay, so back in the 30s, um, you had full-on orchestras for uh, things like Universal horror movies. You had you know, big sweeping creepy gothic things for like the gothic horror of frankenstein and dracula so on and so forth and this but is then, like a homie would go play the organ there mm -hmm. while you watch the movie <laughs> and, and there was a time when like the the largest like the best employer for uh symphonies and musicians was the music industry because sometimes like and uh you know you would have like silent features that would have live organ players and things like that so then about 1920 you got this cat named uh, Leon Theremin. Wait, is uh, this an actual cat? It's an actual <laughs> literal cat. It was adorable. Um, wow. Possibly yeah. from outer space. Um, <laughs> uh, this is all completely factual. Made, I'm, I'm sure y'all are familiar with the instrument, the theremin. Yes, mm -hmm. it's the woo-woo-woo sci-fi noise. Yeah, have you ever seen one played? Yeah. Yes, it's cool. Yeah, it's, it's weird, right? Um, it all works on uh, electrical signals and uh, what have you, dark magic. I'm not too sure how it works. You just wiggle your hands into the, the devil sphere, and then <laughs> it plays the the wig out music, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and originally when he, uh, apparently, uh, he was working for the Russian government, and he was working in R&D, I think originally he was supposed to be designing uh, proximity sensors, mm -hmm. and realized that you could make 
some uh, dope-ass, weird, eerie music with this stuff. Although originally, <laughs> he he saw this as an instrument of the future. He was like, this is what everybody's going to be playing. And he didn't set out specifically for the science fiction and horror niche. Right. The it, it, was just, it was just the future sound for him. Yeah, it was just like... And there were people who would travel the United States. Like, there was a, a person play concert halls uh, with the theremin and what have you. So uh, anyway, you have instruments, the theremin, I think, uh, and electron, early electronic uh, music like that stood out in movies like uh, The Day the Earth Stood Still and uh, Forbidden Planet. That was just a really breakthrough, No, like no one had ever heard. So it quickly got associated with science fiction and horror. Yes, yes. And then you got this guy, this other cat, another literal cat, um, adorable. <laughs> I think it was a Maine Coon named Sweet. Robert Hogue in the 1950s. Can he be a Hemingway? Uh, I don't. Oh what yeah. Hemingway yeah. look like? They, oh, what the? What the, the extra? Polycackles? The extra? Yeah, yeah. Oh, adorable. Yes. Uh, and yeah, that he could play the synth better. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, so yeah, Robert Moog in the 1950s. Uh, he had been interested in building his own theremins or whatever uh in about the mid 60s he comes up with the synthesizer and uh that takes off starts his own company eventually those get really big he collaborates with yet another cat interestingly enough named wendy carlos uh i can't like a siamese i think um yeah uh, Wendy Carlos, uh, who went on to work for Stanley Kubrick on soundtracks uh, for, such as 2001 A Space Odyssey, A Clockwork Orange, and The Shining. You remember in A Clockwork Orange, the... Like that? Yeah, like, yeah, in the, like, the weird synthesizer. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, like painstaking recreations of artists like Bach and stuff like that. Then, uh, so synth the, the Moog synthesizers, uh, they grew in popularity throughout the 60s. And then groups like The Doors, The Birds, Simon and Garfunkel, and The Supremes um, all got on board and, uh, you know, started using them in their music. And uh, that, that trend continued throughout the 70s uh, with the rise of disco and psychedelic prog rock. And that's where we get um, artists like Dario Argento and his group Goblin. So, um, this is where we play the Tenebre soundtrack. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yes. Yes. And I think a really important thing to point out is that so early on, you had these huge orchestral uh, groups that were doing soundtracks for film. But science fiction and especially horror were always considered maybe a little more, uh, shall we say, lowbrow. Horror movies, especially, like, would have be given smaller budgets. They appeal to the uh, lowest common denominator. Looking at you guys. That would be us. Hey. Yay. Cheers. Um, typically really with less. Spit out my beer. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. Uh, so typically with less money, um, it makes good financial sense for uh, creators, directors, um, so on and so forth to start producing their own music. And that's where we have another adorable cat. Um, <laughs> named uh, John Carpenter. Um, he's definitely just a black cat. Yeah, yeah, sm smoking a cigarette. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe with like he's... little white feet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, a little, a little tuxedo. Little, little socks. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a little tux. A little tux. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, but he's definitely been in a lot of fights. <laughs> <laughs> 
His ears kind of messed Kind of chewed on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the John Carpenter cat. I'm sure people listening to this are like, what are they talking about? These people are not cats. Um, Jordan Peele is still shaking his head. <laughs> Jordan Peele still Yay. shaking his head. Yeah, so John Carpenter famously, I mean, we can't talk about electronic horror music um, or, or electronic yeah, music horror that, like, film. Halloween theme. Yeah, he, he is the patriarch of, um, you know, the patron saint of the horror music collab. Yeah, with Halloween and what else is there? Well, before that, you like, I don't know if he... I can't remember if he produced the the music for the movie Dark Star, which was a science fiction film. Mm. Um, but he definitely did music for Assault on Precinct 13, which I know it's not a horror film, but it was heavily inspired by Night of the Living Dead. And, it's pretty uh, horrorful. It, it's yeah, it's it's pretty creepy. It's like onslaught of faceless creepy gang lord. I mean, he did the fog. He did the yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and beyond that, of course, he he gained right. a reputation for uh, making his own. And it, it's worth noting these uh, most of these soundtracks are very very simple. It's just like a right. few notes in succession. People have acknowledged the the Halloween is it catches your attention because it has a five four beat. And you read like, that on Wikipedia. Was that because he, he didn't, I didn't know? No, no, no. How to make he music. Mentioned it to me. I was like, I don't know shit about music, so okay. But they say that's worth mentioning, so I'm mentioning it. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And also it was on Wikipedia. Um, So did Big Trouble in Little China. (laughs) Yes. You really can't not mention that. Son of a bitch must pay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, so these movies had lower budgets, and so their creators stepped in to produce the music. And again, Dario Argento, uh, Goblin, um, these create like Dario Argento would work with George Romero and produce music for god you know dawn of the dead and uh suspiria so on and so forth you see this integration of film soundtrack and score with you know alternative prog rock that's happening on the scene yeah i think stuff that's interesting but it's also because the demographic of horror largely skews yeah lowbrow maybe but also teenager young hip like, uh, so they're definitely always wanting to get on the cutting edge of whatever, you know, synthesizer. But even in, like, those older horror movies, they always have, like, you know, music by the, not the birds, but some band like the birds, you know, <laughs> like some rock group mm-hmm. that's, like, playing some song that sounds exactly like all the other songs. Uh, some, you know, like beach, beach rock or something. <laughs> so I think that you definitely have to take that into account, too, because the, uh, there's definitely, like, a weird wave of rockabilly punk music and stuff like that that comes in through well, yeah. and then later years hip-hop and grunge alternative well i think it's worth noting that it, it not just that it's psychedelic rock that is use making good use of uh electronics uh electronic music but disco but I, i'd like to point out that disco in its own way is was kind of punk i mean uh, maybe mm-hmm. the word what? is a no, no, disco. <laughs> disco was an early place for uh, the gay and trans and minority groups to come together and dance and experiment with music and fashion and all sorts of things. Like it was a very experimental place, and I think horror has always kind of held that space of, you know, we're gonna deal with things that might be a little more outlier or taboo, and that was the place that electronic music suddenly found its fruition. Yeah. Right. So anyway, yeah, that's uh, 
And that brings us up to Daft Punk, and that's pretty much all we need to do. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> well, like I mean, that, if we're, like if we're talking Punk. about the electronic, you know, we talked about Tangerine Dream a lot. Yeah. But prog and electronic, because Tangerine Dream has Near Dark and The Keep. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm. Michael Mann. I don't think I've seen The Keep. It's it's I, a really, I would say, underseen and underrated movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I still haven't seen it, but uh, the clips I've seen look great, and the soundtrack is wonderful. Right, because it's got that... It's got that dope-ass Tangerine Dream, you know. I mean, that is the beauty of a good soundtrack. I mean, in whatever that other Tangerine Dream movie with Tom Hanks. Risky business. Not a horror movie, but that's Tom Hanks, man. Tom Cruise. (laughs) Tom Cruise. (laughs) So crying and bartending? (laughs) But that yeah. risky business soundtrack—that's not risky makes... business, Ira. That's cocktail. No, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so crying and sliding across the floor in your socks. I haven't. That's seen risky business. Yeah, there you go. I haven't yeah. seen the cape or risky, risky business. Risky business is—they're is, <laughs> practically the same movie. Cool. But it's definitely like without uh, that soundtrack, all the introspective moments of that movie would be completely lost. Because like the oh, the sure, way yeah. the synthesizer makes you feel in those moments of Tangerine Dream. Because Tangerine oh, Dream yeah. has a real like subliminal feeling that you get when you listen to it. If you listen to it, you know, at night with your windows open or something like that, you definitely have some sort of expansive feeling just mm-hmm. through the music. Mm-hmm. Same with like Brian Eno or something kind of like a oh, yeah. for this something a lot larger than themselves uh, a lot of the time. And I do think that helps with the, because, you know, maybe the movie itself doesn't carry you, but the atmosphere that it generates really does. Like Brian Eno did the soundtrack for Dune. Like that, that was a good, a great in 84. Mm-hmm. And that's a really great, like a uh, just subliminal feeling soundtrack where you're just like zone out, I guess, and feel a little, feel a little small, but also uh, pretty amazing. And Brian Eno also uh, did the soundtrack for uh, Ravenous, mid '90s uh, horror cannibal movie. <laughs> really? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so different of a soundtrack. Uh, it it is, and I'll come back to that later because I want to get into non-electronic. I don't know what you call that analog scores in horror films, but yeah, because he was using instruments of the time, you know, like a mandolin and whatever. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but no, you're you're absolutely right. Like, there's this uh, that line between joyful psychedelic mind expansion vibe you get from a soundtrack versus like creepy. You're in unknown territory. Is it's it's a pretty thin line, <laughs> and it's amazing that groups like Tangerine Dream doing their near dark soundtrack or the moodiness of the soundtrack for The Keep, but they also produce just really wonderfully psychedelic music on like on its own that's not it does it definitely informs other sort of orchestral pop music like traveling down by the time you get to 28 days later which i know is jumping way too far ahead for you you get like godspeed you black emperor style like Mm -hmm. really long swells of uh Mm -hmm. music Mm -hmm. that like Mm -hmm. definitely come from that history and then but they're kind of made in a space after i don't know it's interesting like that they would form i guess sort of after all the stuff is laid in foundation yeah yeah but uh i do want to know like what everyone else's go-to soundtrack Ooh. is 
for like a horror, horror movie. So are like, we talking about like what? What's your favorite horror movie theme, or what's your favorite horror movie album? Oh damn! Um, um, I'm gonna, let's go with theme start first. theme and then album. How about that? Okay, Ira. Theme. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I have to say that the Dawn of the Dead theme never fails to impress me. And the one that's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the one. The, the gong. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, you know the first one. Yeah, you get your lighter out. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, the that has such a weird warbling, like yeah, uh, bleak. Oh god, I know I'm gonna just gonna keep using the word psychedelic, but those the psychedelic sounds that warble in, and then the just. It, it, the it has of psychedelic stuff is that it takes you in a like it's horrorful but it's also ambiguous to where you have a bit of like there's just a bit of it like more modern soundtracks will be like you must feel like this right now whereas psychedelic mm-hmm. stuff mixed in makes you be like what exactly am, is going on well, it makes this? you feel like you are in a different world mm-hmm. um which which you are like this is a bleak but also fascinating new place that you find yourself in but i think i i always go to that because even the beginning of it um and this comes up again with uh say like the thing or even like the the opening of jaws to an extent is the sense of a heartbeat that always it always gets me the that slow those those two beats you know just like that carry you and it also matches the slow plotting movement of the zombies and it also it has the best in terms of its opening because it's overlaid with the opening of the movie where you're having they're interviewing a scientist about what they should do like the zombie apocalypse has already happened and he's talking Mm -hmm. about what they should do and he's like everybody's asking these questions and he's like we don't know it's like we don't know it has a cadence to it that matches that music the Mm -hmm. thudding of the music and he's People rubbing they the kill, get up and kill. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. he's, uh, he, we must remain logical. He keeps repeating that as his mantra. Oh, as he's snapping. As he's saying snapping. that, I love it. I, it is, and then, yeah. Soundtrack over, like, yeah. Cool. So, Cemented is a beautiful moment mm-hmm. in soundtrack. Good mm-hmm. choice. Uh, what about you, Leela? My favorite theme is probably the original Pet Cemetery theme. Um, like, score or the Ramones? Um, I was thinking of the score, just... How does that go? I mean, just, just, just belt it out. (laughs) It's, it's one of those creepy kid orchestra type. Oh, yeah. That could be its own subgenre of creepy ass, uh... Uh, uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, that's good. But, I mean, if, if I were having, you know, a Halloween party or something, I gotta go with Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a very good one. Or, or like, Candyman. Like, those are just ones that... Oh, Candyman's good. Yeah, Candyman's How does Candyman really... go again? I'm not gonna do this again. I'll just play it. Just, no, just, just, uh, just, <laughs> da, da, da. Like, how does it go? No, no, no. I'm not gonna do that again. Jeff? God damn it, I can't remember the Candyman theme now. It's well, I'm me. only asking because now it's going to drive me crazy. I'll put it on there. Just sing the damn just, song. Just hum the song. Hum the song. No. Jeff. Oh, Tap it up. What's Son your of okay. <clears throat> I'm not going to say Suspiria. Oh, I figured you were. That's why I didn't say it. 
yeah, I'm gonna say Suspiria. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Suspiria is great. Gotta, I mean, you know, not to choose. Was that? Is that oh, it, it's beautiful. No, yeah, it's it. It is a beautiful, bewitching sound. Like it's just uh, I, you, I you have the intro, and then later on, you have that crazy like. Yeah. <laughs> and the dude chanting witch. Witch. This is badass. <laughs> you have been watching Suspiria. Like, thanks, movie. Yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> yes, that's what I love too. In those old movies, Tadeva did the same thing. I want her deep. Uh, that has the a... players you saw tonight were not spirits, but <laughs> yeah. but mortal men. <laughs> you have been. It's always like you have you been like horribly fucked up murder, and then it's like you have been watching this movie. <laughs> it's like the, it's like the end of the bad seed. <laughs> Yeah. When they come into a stage bow, and I'm like, what the fuck? Man, oh. I, I love that movie. Like, unironically love bad that scene. character. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, it's so bad. It's, yeah, it's something. The end but... of it is is just maybe my favorite. <laughs> she just gets lit up by some lightning <laughs> on the soundtrack. Yeah, I like that they did that and then had to immediately put, like... Are you like... JK, she's still alive. Well, yeah. it was like she defied Yeah, you God. can't blow up a child <laughs> no, back then without being like, no, she's not really blown up. Right. Uh, so, um, but my favorite um, whole album score <laughs> is Alien. Oh, good choice. Because Dude. Jerry Goldsmith is just solid. Nice. What Alien, is... Poltergeist, The Omen, Gremlin. Oh. Oh, Blowing them all yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. Poltergeist Dude, was going to be on my I list. actually have a note here about about uh, Poltergeist and how goddamn creepy it is. Speaking of little kid orchestral. Uh, right, right. <laughs> I hope that we are like editing in music yeah. also so you can compare yourself. Compare it, see how good I am. See, I don't mind doing it. Sing Candyman. <laughs> So, no, but Alien, yeah, I remember yeah, I used to have the tape. Ooh. Um, yeah, and I, I would need just... to visit that one because I actually have not heard it in a while. Oh, it's it's. There are unfortunate excellent. people on this planet who have not watched the movie Alien and just have some, That's, you know. That is unfortunate. So, and they're just, they're like, I've had people, younger friends, I'm not going to name who they are, but they're like, I just saw this meme about how Ripley went to this high school play, and maybe we should watch the movie. I was like, yeah, maybe you should have seen that a long time ago, just like you should like American <laughs> Apple Pie. You <laughs> did you did you throw your back out shaking your fist at these kids? <laughs> you need to make them an apple pie, but when they try to eat it, the alien explodes out of it. <laughs> I'll be like, get it? No, you don't, because you haven't seen it yet. You all suck. <laughs> And get off my lawn. And then you're uh, like, Jeff? Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. <laughs> Damn. What, Jeff? What's your go-to album? <laughs> um, oh man, go-to album, The Fog. Unfortunately, yes. like, okay. no, that's this good. is a perfect example of a soundtrack that makes a movie yep. not, not mm -hmm. complete dog shit because that is not a good movie. Like, but I'll put this movie on just because it's like a a great slow soundtrack and it opens with a great ghost story it has it has everything that i love about like going to the beach as a kid and like mm -hmm. listening to a ghost about a pirate ship yeah so yeah just, no, it, uh, I, mean, so it I will argue the, that for a ghost pirate movie it's not that bad it's not the worst but i mean uh it's i think better than pirates of the caribbean i saw it after things like night of living dead and uh other things that were were just like 
in terms of a horror movie, it's a lot more family uh, safe, I mm-hmm. think. But and that's yeah. something yeah. John Carpenter even tried to do a little bit because of that. It's it's like as a kid, you're like, when is he gonna eat the brains or whatever? You know, just like, <laughs> when are they gonna get up. to the firework factory? <laughs> <laughs> So I did find it to be a little boring, but the score was always amazing. And if you I have, feel... a, there's a good vinyl of it on like primo quality on YouTube where it has the old man's like story uh, overlaid on it, where he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, is the date, and it's like off Spivey Point, and like he goes into the whole ghost story, and then it just bleeds into the soundtrack. Oh, so good. Yeah, I, I kind of feel this. I kind of feel the same way about Christine. Yeah, yeah. Christine's not my favorite. I think it has some great scenes. Uh, ultimately, you know, eh, whatever. But uh, the soundtrack is dope. It's like old rock, rockabilly tunes and stuff. Like, what I, mean, I mean, I mean the score. The, the score. okay. Uh, his his score is underrated. It's really good. My underrated score for a shitty movie is Silent Hill. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't even remember that there was even music at all in it. I it's don't good. It's anything. the same guy who did the music for the game. Yeah, an actual artist. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Akira Yamaoka. Yeah. Okay. So that is some badass music. It is. It's a and I don't know oh, what I, so, I don't know what to uh, say about that movie. So low key f you, Leela, because we totally tried to throw. We were talking about video games, and you were like, "Yeah, I don't think we were gonna do that." And then, wait, wait, were you talking about the movie Silent Hill or the game Silent Hill? Yeah, just, yeah, but yeah. It's a little bit of a like, you know, come on. What? We'll save that for a different episode. <laughs> wait, I I have no problem doing video game horror. We'll we'll get there. We'll get. There. I don't have anything written down, so I can't. Go or, for it. I have something to say other than the Ghost House of Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> There's so much good stuff. There's Resident Evil. Uh, I'm not gonna do this right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, my my album, my go-to album, is it. It follows. Yes. Oh, yes. It is so good. I read somewhere that they they didn't have very much time to score that. Mm-hmm. After it got accepted into like con or some film festival. And, and it was just really kind of an off-the-cuff thing that they did. So. I, yeah, I mean, and that goes back to the beautiful simplicity of having a single or a, a couple of artists producing the music rather than an entire orchestra. Mm-hmm. Be- because, God, that, I, I will say, like, I, I like that and movie a, a lot. Artist um, who does video game stuff. It's a, that's an yeah. interesting one. Did the yeah, soundtrack yeah. that was that video game? Uh, well, he did uh, Hyperlight Drifter, and uh, God, there was an there there was another game that the um, the creator played was like I want this person to do my music, and mm. reached out. And, yeah, yeah, and it's it just uh, yeah when we're talking about because that movie is very atmospheric, but it owes so much to the proper score. Yeah, and uh, it's such a and and this gets gets us into uh, the nostalgic throwback to late seventies eighties horror themes like the the right. Carpenter themes, Alan Howarth. This movie and kind of like it only like Drive has the same thing where it's like referencing an era. Yes, yeah, uh, Stranger Things. Right. Uh, which again produced by two guys. Uh, well, which survived as two brothers. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I guess uh, I, I just I, I, there's yeah there's a heavy nostalgia factor to a lot of the newer horror that's being produced, and uh, I, I know that's a lot of people have criticized it, but honestly, like like it follows that like it it managed to have a nostalgic sound while at the same time it managed to produce this really bombastic driving grinding. Uh, soundtrack like the that that intro when the the girl is running from this unseen thing mm-hmm. um and it's just a driving burr, like burr, burr, burr. it's just like this alarm is going off i'd say it's it's not just synthy throwback but it's also like industrial to some extent i mean it has mm-hmm. like the not yeah yeah it's not absolutely. fully nine inch nails but it definitely has the kind of like pounding like right hey i'm here like nine inch nails does kind of but it also has this lovely, dreamy... In the beginning of the movie, when we meet our protagonist, it's from this creepy, kind of voyeuristic point of view. But also, like, the soundtrack is just so... It, it, it makes you feel nostalgic, because she's a young girl. She's in a, a swimming pool in her backyard. There's leaves falling into it. It's just like... You, you know, it, it feels like the way Halloween... Like, uh, Halloween used to make you feel. Like, you know... Yeah. Uh, I think another good album to mention as far as like nostalgic throwback would be uh, I just saw um, this French horror film called Knife Plus Heart and M83. <laughs> Sorry. It's yeah, it's a it's a ballsy title. Equals um, dead person. <laughs> equals right. dead person. Well, it's I mean, and it's a it's it's definitely a very straightforward kind of movie. It's a, you know, um, late 70s French porno director. She, you know, she films these guy-on-guy pornos, and then her her young male actors are being killed off by a masked uh, s- slasher. So the soundtrack is a wonderful mix of really, like, swelling, goblin-style, uh, almost operatic music, and then occasionally, like, <laughs> funky, hilarious porno-type music. And it... But it all feels vintage yet something new and and i like what i i like that horror soundtracks have been able to evolve that way and i think like say stranger things is a really good example of something that is it's a new twist on an old thing Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i i guess i don't exactly view it as completely like a nostalgic thing that's going to go away so much as i view it as like a maybe the stuff that came out earlier in the 80s or something Although it's the first stuff to come out that has all those elements. It just hasn't been like, you know, other people are going to try to refine these or like shape them a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like it's a culture that's been established in that time, but the music can be carried on. Yeah, I mean, it's, definitely I mean, it's like good some... for like, we like it for a reason. I think there's something like a lot of people roll their eyes at like reboots and uh, we, we seem to be living in an age of reboots and rehashing things but i'm I'm continually impressed and uh happy with the music that is being produced especially for a lot of these indie horror uh, um, songs on the so uh putting these all together uh we were actually forming a list of these right mm, yes yes good Maybe good thing to tell up. our listeners yeah yes. we'll uh share that in the in the in the description, description. Right. this is for you the youtube <laughs> playlist YouTube. It's a YouTube Hopefully. playlist. Yeah. Cool. Ooh, add annihilation. Oh yes. God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's such a. That's that whole getting a lot out of not a lot. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, that's a really good point because, like, um, some of the best soundtracks have the most minimal uh, right. things. Like, like I don't get me wrong, I love big, wild orchestral, like Rosemary's Baby and Psycho have these just like, you know, lots of strings and clashing cymbals and stuff like that. Well, uh, you know, not Psycho, but but also the simplest things tend to be the most effective. But mentioning Psycho, uh, I'd like to take a, a brief segue into the non-electric side of things, or non-electronic uh, music, uh, hard music. So like Psycho, for instance, I think that's a, a good one to uh, acknowledge because um, it was only strings. It was only like stringed instruments. Um, I think the effect there is that there's like this feeling of st- like a stabbing high pitched sound that's consistent throughout it. Um, and since it's kind of like one of the first major slashers, maybe the first, you know, that uh, it's really effective. It establishes that as a. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's probably the plinkety violin music gets a, <laughs> sort of established there as, like, someone slowly realizes something that's now a big trope. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, <clears throat> the oh shit moment. Yeah. Or having um, a, a large jump scare noise. As far as, like, an, uh, an, an orchestral piece goes in a horror film, you know, I, I don't typically think of Jaws so much as a horror film. I think of it more. I think of it more as an adventure film that has a wonderful monster in it. Uh, But yeah, it it is, and the soundtrack is so wonderfully threatening. Yeah. And uh, I think what I really just consistently love about it, the the same way that I love Halloween. Halloween is just a few notes over and over in succession. The da 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 da. We know what that means. Like we know what that. uh, It tells you something has caught your scent something is something's coming Some, for something's you coming. Yeah. and as it swells as it builds it's it tells you distance it tells you almost like a, a creepy like a musical version of like a like a radar it's like it's you can tell that it's like coming straight now you know you. that all that the aliens are in the room with you yeah it can't be that's inside the room um yeah it's it's it, it and it has a lot of emotions behind it and then it swells to this again strings with the high stabbing uh sound uh at the very end which indicates the bite i would say and so much of the music that you hear is, you know, integral to the creatures themselves. Like, mm-hmm. um, it's got a Peter and the Wolf thing to it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. But you know, actually scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he probably would have read my intentions out with his teeth. <laughs> For you younger listeners, that was Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, good Weird Al quote to kick off the. Uh, okay, what else? I think here? on the uh, so, would you count the new modern The Witch soundtrack as orchestral, or is it? Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, um, because because the that is a fucking awesome soundtrack. It's a wonderfully creepy soundtrack, and the the director explicitly said, "I don't want anything electronic in this. I want right. all." It wouldn't have fit. It would it's not the, have yeah. the the witch with two V's. The Vavitch. The Vavitch, yes. Va 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 voom. Yeah. Um it, it, and, it, and the, uh, the chanting and uh, yes. I think the, the the track is called the Coven. 
and and right. it's, it's the song you hear in the very end of the film. It's a uh, it's amazing because it's a kind of a spoiler song, but at the same time, it's a like and it culminates the same way everything like the whole movie builds up to a moment of understanding and pure unbridled horror kind of mm-hmm. like uh, but also levity I like I mean <laughs> if we can say that uh we're watching the same a- movie <laughs> levity's a joke okay oh <laughs> i see what you did there yeah yep. get it yep, um, yep. no right, i mean it's still right. it's a still a release like mm-hmm. in the a, a oh, pure human a release mm-hmm. uh happens in this soundtrack it's an amazing like you listen to that shit just with headphones Mm-hmm. Like you will start sweating just as a like a oh, I'm feeling I'm feeling feeling it you know like mm-hmm. all the different elements coming together great soundtrack I, I think I, that's a, I want to say a, though that when they release a soundtrack they need to wait till the movie's already out yeah. because yeah, that I, can almost be a spoiler well that's what I'm gonna say uh, a long time ago I bought the soundtrack to the Phantom Menace before I'd seen it. And one of the tracks is called Qui-Gon's Noble End. And I was like, shit. <laughs> Dark was, Maul, he got cut in half. But not for killing. Yeah. So. Um, <sighs> yeah. I mean, I guess, I'm, I guess I'm over it. But. Yeah. <laughs> sounds, like I mean, sounds, like, sounds like I am. Uh, but, 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 just real quick in the sound design in Rosemary, uh, not Rosemary's Baby, uh, The Exorcist. Uh, underneath the music when she first goes up the stairs to when her daughter is possessed. Um, apparently, and this is more a sound design thing than it is music related, but apparently they put almost sub-audibly the sound of bees mm. um, just to make people uncomfortable, but not really aware of why they were so uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Which I thought was pretty cool and worth mentioning. I just want to say that the original Godzilla soundtrack, the theme, dope as hell. I don't know if y'all have listened to it recently, but it's really wonderful and driving. And I don't think I've ever heard it. Oh, dude. Yeah, it's really good. I'll send it to you. History the... shows again and again. <laughs> Not that Godzilla. Oh. <laughs> Not that didn't mention Phantasm theme. Um... Godzilla spoke big old joint, yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And the last non-electronic horror thing I would like to mention, uh, did either of you watch the Hannibal TV show? Mm, Yeah. Okay, so in in Will Graham's fever-induced nightmare state, in which his mind is still solving crimes, but in a dream-like way, this thing called the Wendigo keeps coming to him. Uh, but it's it's Hannibal because it, he doesn't know that it's Hannibal. But the the theme for the Wendigo is produced with a, a, an instrument known as a bull roarer. And it is possibly the oldest known human instrument. It is basically a rope that you spin around and it creates this humming, uh, vibrating, uh, unsettling sound. It's like a... Like, it's just, it's really creepy. And I listened to an interview with the creators, and they were like, it's such a primal creature that we wanted to have the most primal basic instrument to uh, introduce it. 
and it goes back this instrument goes back to the paleolithic era so i mean paleolithic theremin yes yes (laughs) as it's been called but anyway yeah that's uh that's all i had to say about that so one of the other things that we were talking about when we were planning this episode was that there's scores and then there's songs Mm -hmm. and how the songs in the horror movies that you love do sort of influence what you like later and then there's songs that are misplaced in horror movies and that they're not scary songs juxtaposed right i have a game yes okay where i'm gonna give you a song and you tell me what it's from okay okay yeah. Sound good to everybody? I think I understand. Uh, I think I understand. From. Yeah, you tell me the movie it's from. Okay. So I made a playlist. So uh-huh. I'm going to try, play the song. And if you can't hear it, then I'll I'll say what song it is. But let's just let's give it a try. Okay. You're not gonna sing it though? Oh wait, uh, wait, before you start. Do 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 That's Candyman, right? Yeah, yeah. Very good. Yeah, okay. that's a good one. It's okay, driving me now, crazy, sorry. But now we're going on to actual songs by bands as opposed to scored music. I'm ready. Jeff, you're going down. All right, let's try it. This Candyman. song is Time is on Our Side. Can you hear it? No. Oh, Fallen. Yes. Uh, no. Is it? Yes. Yes, yes it was Fallen. Very oh, good. damn it. No. <clears throat> Uh, no, I can't hear any we music. We can't hear that. Oh, uh, oh. Yeah, oh. No, you gotta sing it. I'm sorry. Damn it. <laughs> just, just a little piece. You With just, Denzel just... Washington. And yes. Because I would have, I would have gotten Jones. that. You know, I'm <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I, I will actually take that one off. What? I'm just, I'm just gonna... <laughs> Bullshit. I didn't hear it either. <laughs> okay. Back to neutral. All right. Stuck in the middle with you. Uh, Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Yes. Singing in the rain. Clockwork Orange. Oh, yep. fuck you. Yeah. Rocky Mountain High. What? Rocky, Rocky Mountain. Mountain High by John Denver. Deliverance? Jeff? Um, Cabin in the Woods? Final Destination. Ah, uh, fuck. <laughs> fuck that movie. Unforgettable. Yeah, a... What? Unforgettable. Unforgettable. Oh, shit. Vertigo? Not it's not actually a horror movie. Oh. Watchmen. Oh, okay. Okay. Red right hand. Uh scream. Uh, scream. God damn it. <laughs> Good goodbye horses. Uh Silence the Lambs. The lambs. Yep. Jeff, got it. Ugh. The Man Comes Around by Johnny Cash. Remake Donuts Donuts Dead. Dead. Yeah. Don't dream it's over. Stand. stand. Mm, No points awarded. I heard you both. (laughs) Ira, your favorite brother. Bad Moon Rising by Credence Clearwater Revival. Uh, American Werewolf in Paris or London. Very good. Hurdy Gurdy Man by Donovan. Oh. Oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. Uh, Shut up, shut up, shut up. Uh, The Frighteners. Zodiac. Oh, it's, yes. Hey, Zodiac. It's also in The Frighteners. Yeah, but uh, Zodiac is... 
what she wrote. <laughs> I'm going to give you a point because you sang it. It's, it's a really good part in that movie, too. Okay. It's a good part in the Spiders. AM 180 by Granddaddy. How's it go? Oh, oh 28 days later. Ah, fuck. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Don't fear the Reaper. Oh, so many movies. I was going to say many possible Same. options. The Stand? Yep. The it's Stand definitely... and Halloween. And Scream. It's in Scream. Okay. Okay. Okay, Jeez. yeah, it is. I didn't hear you say Scream, Mara. Fuck the police. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> I mean, us. Damn. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bella Lugosi's dead. He is? Mm. Uh, I, I don't know. The Hunger. I haven't I seen it. Oh. In the Name of Love by the Thompson Twins. In the Name of Love. Not Stop in the Name of Love? No. Uh. In the Name of Love. Uh. No? Uh. Ghostbusters. What? Yeah. Why wouldn't you do the magic magic? Because I was trying to fuck with you. Oh, Oh, I feel fucked with. Yeah, me too. Last by Nine Inch Nails. Uh, Cabin in the Woods. Yep. Yeah. Um, I want your hands on me by Sinead O'Connor. Whoa. Hmm. Uh, I know what you did last summer. Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Shit. Wow. <laughs> so close. <laughs> Driving in the bargain bin there. <laughs> Mr. Sandman. Oh, uh, back oh, Friday to the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Halloween. What? Uh. <laughs> Keep a knocking by Little Richard. Uh, Christine. Christine. Oh, Jeff. Good. Yes. Sheena is a punk rocker by Pet Pet Cemetery. Yeah. Uh, A punk rocker. Sheena is. Oh shit, a kid! (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Oh fuck! (laughs) (laughs) Color Me Once by The Cure. Oh. Um, No clue. Donnie Darko? It's about a bird. Not really. It's about a bird. Not really. The birds? The crow. The crow. Oh, the crow. You can't rain all the time. That's That's right. I was going to use that one, but then I was like, I just can't even do it. Okay, name of the game. That's the name of the game. That's the name. Oh. What's it all, you motherfuckers? That's all. Is That's method. It's it's crystal method. Oh, Crystal Method, right. That's the name of the game. Uh, the, the music video where the guy has a big nose for a head. Nose it's kind of like a <laughs> nose. Yeah. What in the hell would that be in that? A oh, zombie uh, movie. A what? Zombies. Mm. Uh, what's a comedy zombie movie with Bill Murray? Zombieland? No. Resident yeah. Evil. It's uh, in Resident oh, wow. Evil? Okay. <laughs> See, so I put this one in to mess you guys up because I didn't know how shitty you were going to be doing by this point. Yeah. So this is in the book version, not the movie version. Wow. Sympathy for the Devil by the Rolling Stones. Oh, shit. It is a scene with a helicopter attack. Oh, uh, uh, 
It's a uh, shitty, shitty movie. Dreamcatcher. Yeah, emphasis on shitty. God damn it. Of course. That is a terrible movie. Love Song for a Vampire by Annie Lennox. Oh. Love Song for a Vampire. <laughs> Vam- I, I get Say it slower, maybe. We'll know what movie it's from. Near Dark. (laughs) No, no, I don't know. Dracula. Oh, the new Dracula. Dead and Lonely. It's Liam Neeson. (laughs) Baby, can you dig your man? The stand. Yes. Damn it, that's two stands. I've got three stands. Okay. Dear God by XTC. It. Yes. Oh, call. Damn it. White Rabbit. The Matrix. Uh, or Fear and Loathing Las Vegas. Or... I, re- I got it. What did he say? Stranger Things. One pill makes you uh, That's not a maybe. <laughs> well, Reservoir Dog's not a horror movie. <laughs> True. Pop That Coochie by Two Love Crew. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no clue. Uh, Nightmare on uh, Elm Street 4. I want to take a guess. I want to take a guess. Hold on. Um, Shaun of the Green. Dead. Seth Green is in this movie. Oh, oh Idle Hands. Idle Hands. Good job. Okay. Uh, good job who? Jeff. What Jeff's, the? Jeff said uh, Idle Hands. I said Idle Hands. That it faster. That's who. You both sound alike. Dip, dip. I'll be seeing you by Liberace. Hmm. Oh, damn it. I just was listening to Liberace. Never. <laughs> it's yeah. a Stephen King movie. And it's excellent. Mm-hmm. Not an a shitty, excellent. an excellent one. That's Okay, that does narrow it. It does. Mm. Snow, penguins, you know. Snow, penguins? Batman Returns is a Stephen King movie? Apparently. <laughs> Sledge, sledgehammers? Anyone? S- Leela, have you lost your mind? <laughs> it's from Misery. Uh, okay. Oh, penguins! God damn it! Uh, <laughs> okay, why not tonight by Reba McIntyre? Tremors. Tremors. Yeah. Cool. Was, we got that at the same time. Yeah. No, did. I got that. Uh, it was clearly the same. Just be, just be fair, Ira. I will not. No. Bodicea by Inya. Craft. It's a good song. Yeah. Wait, was it? This movie also has a title that's the name of a song that's played in the movie. But again, I didn't know how how much you guys were going to suck at this, so I didn't use that one. It's about like incestual cat people. Oh God. Night, uh, night that, walkers or sleepwalkers. Sleepwalkers. Okay. Uh, haunting me by stabbing westward. Oh damn! Why are you haunting me? What's a shitty mid nineties horror? Um. So is it a uh, seven? No. It, it, I mean, something like uh, I know what you did last. Yeah. Summer. Yeah, it's one of those, but nobody <laughs> actually dies. What? what? <laughs> it's considered one of the failures in Cabin in the Woods. Oh, God. <clears throat> ritual failures. Yeah, it's the ritual failure. It's the faculty. Oh. 
still not the Wait, worst. Wait, nobody character. dies in the faculty? The main characters do not die. Yeah, that doesn't mean nobody dies. <sighs> okay, this is the last one because I'm going to take the hard one out. So, Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. Uh, Shaun the Dead. Okay, you both got 12. In your face. Tied. We tied? You tied. Wow. Yes. In your fucking face, Jeff. Okay, I'll, I'll, give, you, I'll, give, you, I'll give you one. I'll give you the hard one. It can be the tiebreaker. Neither oh, of you will get it. Faux Day by Mac 10. I don't know what the words you said meant. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's <laughs> an anaconda. Uh, oh, <laughs> nice. Therein ends my harder than I thought it would be game. Well, I mean. Honorable mention, that song from The Shining. Song. Oh, yeah. I just like shittily singing uh, songs <laughs> while I drink. I'll be the, my third I'll be cider. The, uh, the backup oboe or whatever that is. Slow zoom in on like employee of the month McDonald's 1988. <laughs> I do this all night, y'all. I don't give a shit. I hate our or I hate our listeners. <laughs> like sacrilege based on this oh, whole yeah. thing. I, know. I still believe. I still believe. I still believe. Okay. Speaking of cheesy as fuck songs, and also, okay, I know we've talked about a lot about electronic music, the groundbreaking use of synthesizer, and uh, the, the things that are possible. In, in all of music, instruments, and, and all of that. I mean, but I think we've gotten away from something that really matters here, which is the spoken word, the human voice. So, I have a game. This Ooh. better not be about Bill Shatner. <laughs> oh, but it is. Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh my, but it is. So, okay. I am going to orate. Okay. To the best of my ability. I, I know y'all are, at least, you, you watch enough bad horror movies to know that there was a, um, a dip at some point in the mid to late 80s and early 90s where rap just found its way into everything. Like, And I don't mean like good rap. I mean like bad surface level pop culture rap. Think like... Um, All the while, the slime was under the building. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And uh, think like the Super Mario Brothers Super Show intro. Uh, you know, we're the Mario Brothers and we're here to say, you know. Yeah, yeah. Rapping yeah. about, like, Nancy Reagan would want Nancy you to Reagan to wants Reagan. to not do drugs in a major <laughs> yeah. way. Yeah. Um, yes. It's just ill-advised. Uh, it should not happen. And so, it's around us. So, what I'm getting at here, y'all, is that horror movies seem to have this tendency with their wackier characters and themes to 
lean towards being like, you know what we need to spruce up this franchise? A fucking rap. So what I have found are some hopefully a nineties thing. Uh late eighties, early nineties, yes. Um they're all very bad. Um mm-hmm. I won't subject you to that many. I only have a few, so it'll be a pretty short game. But before you I, I, I would I would just say, let me get through the entire thing before you give your answer. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Here we go. And I'm just going to do this spoken word. <clears throat> All right. First one. I come from the land of the Irish Spring. Dublin's the place where I learned my thing. From the Emerald Isle to your place in the hood. I'm a man of green. Comes to do no good. Up in the hood. Comes to do no good. Lap in the hood comes to do no good. Your answers. Leprechaun Leprechaun in the hood. hood. (laughs) All right, I heard you both at the same time, so I'm just going to give you nothing. All right, here's the second one. Man-made terror, hungry jaws of death. Y'all don't cross my depths. I'll pause your breaths. (laughs) I cause you to sink down 40,000 leagues, bleeding to death with no arms and short sleeves. (laughs) (laughs) Is that it? Yes. Deep blue, Deep blue sea. All right. Again, I heard you both at the same time. No, no points. All right. Here's the next one. So my my advice to you is to stay ready, because when you know who's back, blank. Ready. The answer away. <laughs> ready. Wait. Wait till the oh, end. Oh, okay. I thought that was the All end. Right. Sorry. No. No. Wait. Just wait. So when you go to sleep in your bed, do not scream if you wake up dead. All right. Nightmare on Elm Street. Dream Warriors. All right. I'm going to give that to Leela. <laughs> what? Is it the first movie? <laughs> no, it was totally. Uh, that was. Okay, so uh, it was the first one, Leprechaun Rap by Warwick Davis. The second one. He wrote Blue... that? Wait, these are he... right? These are real? I don't think he. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, Leprechaun thought... in the Hood is real as shit. I thought... Oh, Lepre... no, no, Leprechaun no, I mean, the in the rap. Hood is a. No, I, I did. Yeah. Oh. I couldn't write this shit on my own. No, no. <laughs> oh, I thought you wrote these. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, Deep as Lewis by LL Cool J. Uh, and then uh, Are You Ready for Freddy by the Fat Boys. <laughs> oh, the Fat Boys did that? Yeah, they, yeah, they did. All right. <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Next one. Oh, what, okay. What, what movie was it from? Uh, I think it was just a standalone, like. Oh, you know, okay. It was general. Cool. You know, General Freddy enthusiasm. Yeah, right. I won't fight it unless it's on a specific soundtrack, which I thought Dream Warriors was the only one that could be cheesy enough to have a rap on it. Oh, yeah, right. <clears throat> Maybe you're right, but, you know, he's still I like Dream Warriors. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> you guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Because <clears throat> we're the type of squad that's built to last. If you show your teeth, we'll erase your past. You can scare us all you want, but the squad, but the squad ain't bailing. What is everybody yelling? Monster, monster, <laughs> monster, monster squad. squad. All right, you both get points equally again. Congratulations. All right. Once upon a time, he was a super cop, but the bad guy framed him to make him stop. They put him in prison where they tried to kill him, but he broke out now. He's a villain. Bullets don't hurt him. I know it should like jive, but we're not sure if he's dead or alive. Is that 
that Jackie Chan's super cop? To... <laughs> just, it, just think on it for a it second. Maniac cop? Is yes, it Maniac it Cop? Maniac yeah. Cop had a rap in it? <laughs> a Maniac Cop 2 did. Oh, dang. All right. <clears throat> this one's tricky. Vultures fly by like ghetto birds and pick flesh from bones. While they melt in the sun like ice cream cones. The dead zone absorb them until rains brimstone. And hot lava melt away the puppet strings. Got a thousand of them waiting to jump if I give the word. And drag you down into the crypt without a care or concern. You fuck them with the crypt keeper. Because <laughs> 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 I'm here to see you. Tales from uh, the crypt? Yeah. Yes, Lila does. <laughs> It was the, this is difficult. Can <laughs> anyone do the Crypt Keeper laugh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure looks like he had a splitting headache. Fucking Crypt Keeper. You sounded like that Joker when you did that. Mark oh, Hamill's Joker. Ooh. Hey, all... oh, bats. <laughs> oh, hey, bats Um, okay. <clears throat> now I have a story that I'd like to tell about this guy. You all know him. And he had me scared as hell. He comes to me at night after I crawl into bed. He's burnt up like a weenie, and his name <laughs> is Fred. That's that would the... be Nightmare on Will... My Street by Will Smith. And Absolutely. DJ Jazzy Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The last one. This is definitely not a tiebreaker. Um, I'm king, and they know it. When I snap my fingers, everybody say, show it. I'm hot, and you're not. But if you want to hang with me, I'll give it one shot. Top that. Top that. You can give it all you can, but you will never top that. Top that. Top that. You can dream until you're blue, but you can never top that. Can uh, I answer yet? <laughs> can I answer yet? Do we know it? Uh, answers, please. Little job Te- Teen Witch. Lily, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> Flawless victory. <laughs> Ah, Teen Witch? Teen Witch. Oh, Jesus. Uh, And you're welcome. I feel like I kind of won something by not knowing a bunch of that. Yeah, (laughs) it's the only way way to win is by not playing. Right. (laughs) Yeah, that's all I got. That's all I got to say about that. So, I also have to say that a lot of these, I didn't have to look up because they're on my workout playlist. Mm, right on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and yeah, it might be a little nine inch nails heavy, but it's what gets me through it. So, yeah, My workout playlist. The, uh, yeah, what's on your workout playlist, horror theme wise? Ooh, uh, let's see here. Um, Vanished by Crystal Castles, <laughs> uh, Acid Rain by Lorne. Those are kind of newer, but, uh, you know, music that's definitely been inspired by the horror genre, dark synth, if mm. you will. Um, right. And I mean, definitely uh, Deepest Bluest by LL Cool J. Uh, only the Hand That Fades, General Nine Inch Nail stuff. Oh, and Brave New Love by whoever from the Blob soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely stuff that sounds like it could be in a horror movie. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh, a, you know, that's a good list in and of itself. Well, mm. like, Outsider by Perfect Circle, like a remix of that, is just kind of moody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do have one last factoid 
that Oops. I saw in my notes, and I for totally forgot to mention. I'm sorry. I know we're wrapping it up right now, and it's just uh, tacky, basically. Friday the 13th, you know, the iconic... <laughs> you know what that is? It's the, the guy who composed the score. I don't have his name written down right here, but, you know, who cares? Uh, he... <laughs> <laughs> took the, you know, when Miss Voorhees is in her Jason voice saying, kill her, Bobby, kill her! And he's just like, I will, baby. Um, you know, uh... It's a lady who does sparkle motion from yeah. Donnie Darko. Tell your commitment to sparkle motion. Yeah, so the, the... <laughs> is the first consonant, the first uh, consonants of uh, kill and her. It's, uh, and took that and stretched it out. So the soundtrack is actually telling you, kill her, kill her. Uh, Isn't that fucking creepy? That is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, the other note, uh, note I had here, that the Phantasm theme song is dope. Yes, yeah. <laughs> okay. Mention that. We also didn't mention the Dwight Tilly Toily Band for oh, the that single our, song. That should be our closing. That should be yeah. our closing song. Looking Maybe it's playing man. right now. <laughs> yes. Uh, a, a song that is made creepy by association with the film. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, y'all. Alright, so, shall we play us all out since we're singing these songs by all singing a horror theme just in a cacophony? Uh... Emphasis on cacophony. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> One second. <clears throat> One, two, three. Bella, <laughs> 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 <laughs>